Hello and welcome to Tools in the Shed, a podcast powered by Cars Guide, ready to rip into car stuff that has caught our eye this week. I'm James. With me, who is with me, who is with me, is Matt. Yeah, um, I am. who's been thinking about Utes of the future. I have. And Always. Richard, who's been pondering an Aussie icon. Mm, hello. And we'll catch up with legal proceedings, ready fire aim marketing, and muscular mice in this week's Musk Watch. So stay with us. But first, some feedback. We'll cover off the, the thoughts that we've had back to us. Thank you very much to everyone. First of all, I want to call out, we're back up to five stars on iTunes oh. with a substantial number of ratings now. We'd, we'd gone to 4.5, so we've now got enough that the averages have kicked us back up to, to I five. I thought it was impossible once you got below five that no, you could get back up. We are a five-star iTunes. I can't do it on my Uber app. I can't get above back no, 4.82. <laughs> what are you, 4.82? What yeah. are you, JC? They mustn't Uber? go, oh, I have no idea. I don't want to look. And then they, <laughs> I mean, it probably depends on how far you break the fractions down. So yeah. if they just go to a 4.5, yeah. once yeah. you tick up over 4.75, they yeah. round you up to five again. Okay. Yeah. So we're I'm, at five. I was at 4.5 once on Uber. For Uber? And yeah. I'm back up at 4.8 now. Okay. But I made an effort. Someone didn't like you. Yeah. yeah it's I know nice. who it was too. It was oh, the guy nice that thing. I told him not, you didn't need an indicator, right? And he was like, I don't know what to do. I'm you like, did do that? Yeah, yeah, did yeah. You? I told him how to drive. Oh, because he was going the wrong way. <laughs> I told him how to drive. He had to go straight through and he had his indicator on and the road bent round. Anyway, he got, that's, he's the reason why I went down. And what did you give him? Nothing. Zero. Oh. Zero stars. Wow. <laughs> Right, so a, so a non-rating mustn't impact their uh, percentage. It's just not counted. Oh well, no, I gave him one. Like I gave him like, gave him one. like the lowest you could give. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The poor guy. It's his livelihood. Maybe he's out of a job now. <laughs> well, speaking of rankings, canned food has said, "Please don't do that to Toyota Land Cruiser." Oh, yeah. Uh, Please. And he's put a couple of praying hand, um, you know, uh, icons ones. and mm. slap forehead uh, kind of thing. So. Okay, canned food. It's not up to us, but I suppose you've put your, um, you've nailed your colours to a mast. I'm sorry, canned food. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. <laughs> You're <definitely>. Sorry, champ. <laughs> Boy. Now, Dakul uh, says. Oh, Dakul. Now, speaking yeah. or of. Or No, no. We'll get to that. Mm. Speaking of accessible dreams. Mm. Now, I wasn't here last yeah. week. Yeah. Yes. I'm not sure exactly what he's referring to. I did watch most of the podcast. It, was it a Subaru? We're, yeah, we we're ah, talking about making right. dreams come true. I've got you. Super Impreza Turbo. He the wanted. most accessible dream right. ever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, he says, because of, practica- of its practicality, I love the GLB when I saw it live on the last IAA, which is the Frankfurt Motor Show. Yep. And I was, And if I was staying in Europe, I would actually consider it as a replacement for my BMW Grand Tourer, mm-hmm. which I chose three years ago over the X1. You should call me Mr. Practical, but that's what happens if your first own a car, your first car owned is a Mercedes S124. So that's the yeah. wagon of yep. the W124, yeah. of which I've had one. So uh, wow. good choice, Mr. Practical. Brother. <laughs> cool. Uh, back to GLB, it is actually a tiny bit wider and shorter than X-Trail, you mentioned as a comparison, mm. but the sliding second row seat is the best invention in this kind of car. So he's, yeah, he's very happy to either compromise the load space, blah, 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 blah. We know how that goes. Um, he says, do thoughts like this call again for a Tools in the Shed family special oh. with Nadal, winky is, face, which is a bit creepy. This is the second um, call for Nadal, Nadal. to be right. part of the podcast. Was it Dakul last, last time? Last week there was a call for her. I don't think it was Dakul okay. last time. Might have been somebody uh, else. Yeah. Cheers. P.S. It's Dakul, two syllables without the accent on the last K. So is the K silent? It's all, I silent think K. I'm taking it as a silent K. Dakul. Dakul. I thought it was Dakul. Yeah, that's yeah. There's a K there. There's, There's a K an there. accent. Really? Do you, do okay, let's accent. give us your feedback to cool, <laughs> and um, <laughs> see. Not tell us where we should yeah. go with it. 
Okay. Okay. Now let's see if says shockers on the lot. Yeah, I don't get that. I don't get that either. Shockers, shockers on the lot. On the shockers lot. on the so lot. So I think he wants to put oh. shock absorbers on things or electric shocks on all, on all of us. Either or, way, or it's a good outcome. SUVs. Yeah. Like, oh, shockers. Uh, shockers? I don't know. Shockers. Explain is it, yourself. Is that an electric reference? Is that yeah. a suspension reference? Shockers. Are you threatening us? Or is this more a more meaningful kind of thing? Should we call the police? Or yeah. you know when you say something, shockers. Oh, shockers. I don't it's say terrible. that. It's terrible. You know yeah, I mean? maybe. Yeah. Okay, maybe. we'll get some clarity hopefully that? from Let's See. Yeah. You. Don't they say that in Kuma? Now, <laughs> no. Mac Falafelface says... <laughs> You what? can tell that it's a green screen because the guy's tattoo is in the background too. Yes. Now, if you're inferring that this is not actually our workshop, if this isn't the shed, I find that offensive, which is very, a very tw- late 2019 this thing. This is an absolute shed. Look, I'm, I'll, I can, you can get up and you, look, I can point at stuff yeah. over there. The calendar. The calendar over there. There's tools That's... in the shed over there. Yep. yep. Things. Look yeah. That. So, Everywhere. look at that. Uh, anyway, moving on. Uh, <laughs> Ian Thomas says, having watched your good Tesla reviews, M4. Oh, thank called, you. Called you B4, but I think um, he meant M4. Oh, B4. No, he's B4. seen them before. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> having That's watched your good speak. Tesla reviews before. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, um, I believe that the Cybertruck is only a prototype. The real-world Cybertruck won't be released for two years. It's all BS. Jaguar, Audi, Mercedes-Benz, VW, all would be better options for an EV. Yep. Local tradies firing up to order a Cybertruck in two years' time. Multiple emojis, laughing, crying, uh, tears, oh, etc. You think? Laugh. Three I think, exclamation marks. I think two years is optimistic. Yeah. Um, the car it? that we saw was not a car. It no. was a piece of automotive design. Well, I thought yeah. Tom's comment was prototype. great. It's the pedestrian Slayer 7000. <laughs> totally. I thought that was fantastic. Well, how long did it take Model 3 to come out? And Roadster, how long have we been waiting for? Yeah. So yeah. it could be five years. Yeah. You know? the, and mm. I guess the, uh, the reality is that there are people who have put their money in expecting mm. to be able to buy one of these things. I don't think they're going to be able to buy what we saw on that day. No, um, mate, there are people who put their money in in the expectation that they're going to have level five autonomous driving. Yeah, you know, within our lifetime. Yeah, yeah. which is yeah. a pipe dream. <laughs> totally. It's unlikely that car is not going to meet any Australian ADRs. Yeah, um, for starters, I'm pretty sure. So it it's won't rather look like that. rather sharp edge. Uh huh. Yeah, it is. But yeah. guys, uh, there's been a lot of talk this week uh, about the Cybertruck mm. and the F-150. Yes. And as we saw, there was a bit of banter on Twitter. Um, There was one of our biggest news stories of the last week. In fact, the biggest news story of the last week was the banter between Ford and Elon Musk. Yeah. You know, labelling Elon Musk absurd, Ford was. Uh, and that's a fair statement. And now this is surrounding the the tug of war which they had yes. uh, between the F one fifty and the Cybertruck, which, which looked a bit rigged. Yeah, yeah, it didn't look like it was a four wheel drive F one fifty. It looked like a front wheel drive, yeah. right? Uh, Rear wheel drive. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, front wheel drive F one fifty. It's coming. Oh, that's good for packaging. It would. Be. I suppose it you could lower be. the tray a bit. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, because it was just the rear wheels that were spinning and not yeah. the front. Yeah. 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 And yeah, yeah, yeah. how did they make the rear spin if it was front wheel drive? No, it was rear wheel. Oh, was just the the talk of the of the Cybertruck just you know just made the rear wheels spin the rush of the wind the off surface. its tires. It had its handbrake on. That's what was happening. Yeah. Um, so obviously there was the uh, Sonny Madra, who was a uh, is a Ford senior executive, wrote, "Hey Elon Musk, send us a Cybertruck and we will do the apples to apples test for you." Yes. Um, and then 
Elon wrote back, bring it on. Right. And then there was this whole kerfuffle that mm. went from there, a bit of back, back and forth. But my question is, uh, this isn't going to happen. This isn't going to be a battle. Uh, right. That's not a question. That's a statement. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. But I want to know what you guys think. Do you think that there is going to be a time when we see an electric Ford F-150 and an electric Cybertruck in a production, guys, that isn't angular and crazy looking and doesn't have fake bulletproof gra- glass? Um, yeah. Is that going to happen? Yeah. When, th- when is it going to happen? My answer would be yes, um, and I think largely because it, it, it's about rules, laws, regulations. It's about um, governments and other administrations um, putting in standards that will only be met by zero-emission vehicles, mm-hmm. ultimately. Yep. So if there's still a need for a pickup-style truck in the US, for example, maybe at a certain point the only way to own one will be if it has an electric motor. Yep. And yes, it has a lot of advantages in terms of torque and all that stuff. If they can make that work, why not? Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of that uh, battle, the F-150, yeah, it was rigged, wasn't it? I think it was a rear-wheel drive. But, you know, the F-150 is the best-selling vehicle in America. Mm-hmm. And if Ford can make um, an electric Mustang SUV and create a lot of buzz, which they have, um, why not in the pickup market as well? Yeah, mm. it makes sense to me. I would like to have known what that was doing to the battery's charge, what was pulling oh. that F-150 as yeah. well. Yeah. Was was the Cybertruck's charge just dropping like nothing else? Right. Because that F-150 would have been full of, you know, fuel to run it all day long, yeah. um, that Cybertruck would have run out pretty fast. I'd yeah. like to see, though, what the rationale was in terms of price or, you know, mm. p- proposed price. I mm. the Cybertruck's going to be pitched at a certain number. It should have been an F-250, an F-350 well, Super Duty or, you know, who knows what. What's an F-150, guys? About 35000 mm. in the States or something yeah. like that, right? Yeah. So, anyway. You know. Starting out. So, mm. The, mm. the F-150 electric. Do you see that? Ford's talked about it a lot. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It makes a lot of sense. Uh, when we can get, you know, charging infrastructure up in place, um, I think people will probably even opt for that yeah. um, as, as the way to go. Quieter, um, you can, you know, because of, you know, no fuel tank, um, you know, you can inc- increase your, your, your payload capacity. Um, towing capacity will go up as well, likely, mm-hmm. too. But so, in terms yeah. of uh, image and customer appetite mm. and, in fact, desire, it's a super tanker to turn around yeah. you know, in terms of shifting people from loving a big Cummins diesel, you yeah. know, under the bonnet or whatever Absolutely. it might yeah. be. Big petrol V8. I mean, these are the yeah. people, the more extreme end of that spectrum is where people enjoyed tugging Teslas out of the supercharger Absolutely. area, yeah. you know, as a statement of intent. Look, yeah. The whole roll and coal, you yeah. know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, that, that whole culture. And I've spoken to a lot of four-wheel drive enthusiasts and people who use them day-to-day as, as their trade vehicle, and they're dead against electric. Mm. They Honestly, they've told me there's no way it's ever going to happen. Yeah. Um, and diesel is reliable, it's accessible, and vast distances of Australia, um, you know, you, you can travel long distances and, and every petrol station's good. Well, you know, I, I, th- got I it. think it'll be, it will have to be, there's no black and white here. Yeah, there, yeah. there has to be areas of grey. Yeah. Where for particular applications, for mm. particular customers, a certain kind of truck is going to be right. So yeah. we're in for a long period of diversification yeah. and from what is yeah. currently relatively simple yeah. to something that's a lot more nuanced and yeah. complicated. And the good news is that in the future in Australia, you'll still be able to use fossil fuels to run your electric car Absolutely. because we're so behind on the renewable side of things. Yeah. Yeah. But it is definitely something that uh, we have to look forward to from these utes, not just the bigger utes, but also the utes in the most popular segment that we play in in Australia, mm. those smaller utes as they're considered on the global scale. Yes. So you think of, you can't be uh, can't be thinking 
that the next generation Ford Ranger and Volkswagen Amarok collaboration will not have an electric yeah, version. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then you're going to have the uh, Mazda BT50 and Isuzu D-Max. Mm. Yep. Surely there's some sort of electrification strategy there. Sure. And yep. this is going to be a common theme across commercial vehicles in general because a lot of commercial vehicles don't actually do lots and lots of distance. They are yeah. hub-based vehicles That's that right. deliver items around yeah. a certain area. Especially if they belong to a council, like a mm-hmm. Sydney City Council or you know, Melbourne City Council or Perth or you know, Brisbane, and they're just fleet, they're yeah. fleet utes. Yeah. And they yeah. drive around and they put out traffic cones and they bring them all in again and they stand beside a person with a lollipop sign. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, you don't need – electric vehicle will be fine there. Yeah, Ford's pretty strongly the view that you know, field charging is a bit of a furphy. Mm. that most people are going to be charging either at their home or at a workplace. That Tesla supercharger network, uh, okay, it might facilitate longer journeys, but you're right mm. that most people do operate in a pretty established footprint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. What I think we might see as well in the future, you know, we currently have you know Ford versus GM products doing, you know, tractor pull style events where they have the tug of walls, right? Yeah. I think what we're going to see is a bit of electric bashing in the future where some bloke's going to roll out his, you know, his F-250, you know, heavy duty, super heavy duty car and then put up against the Cybertruck and they'll be cheering when the Cybertruck gets pulled through the mud, you know, like right. backwards. Um, but at the same time, I think you'll, you'll be broken into brigades. You'll have the electric fan, you know, kids and then you'll have the, the, the diesel fan kids. Yeah, um, yeah. For 100%. a long time, I reckon. But we've got to also remember, you know, the 250,000 uh, tweet that Elon put out. He hasn't put a 300,000 tweet, mm. all right. which is interesting. Yes. But also, um, that is just a quarter of a year's sales of the Ford F-150 uh-huh. in America. Uh-huh. Or yep. the F-Series, I should say, in yes. America. Yes. So, we've got to put that in context. Yeah. That's a global sales figure or a global predicted sales figure or order figure. And, and how many have pe- uh, people have put in a 100 or $150 placeholder yeah. just yeah. for shits and giggles? Yeah. You yeah. Know, it's it's, some, like, it's yeah. a gag. You can tweet yeah. it. Yeah, you know, yeah. You'll get a good number of retweets by saying, yeah. I just bought a yeah. Cybertruck. Absolutely. All right, it's an ad. Can I ask, what, so what was the response from Ford? Did they back down um, when, when Elon said, yeah, let's do it, bring it on? Yeah, they, that's, that's where the ludicrous comment came from, yeah, wasn't they, it? The, they, absurd. Absurd. They basically yeah. labelled Elon absurd. See, um, I don't think that's a very good comeback because no. Elon's called their bluff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So why, why don't they do it? Why don't you think they try it? It's a good question. I think they, they would want to have like for like. Yeah. Um, and Ford F-150 Electric might be the better like for like comparison. So mm, yeah. there could be something happening there, but um, I, I don't know. It's, it's, I can't it's, answer. It's a bit. It's like let's get into it. Let's act fast. Yeah. Forget yeah. the details. Yeah. They can all fly behind yeah. us. Yeah. A bit like the Nurburgring lap mm. record, right? Mm. So I'm going to be there next week. Get yeah. a car there. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Get a time. Yeah. yeah. It's like okay, we've launched Cybertruck. Yeah. Do it. Hook it up to an F F150. Do it now. Yeah. Uh, without thinking through. Yeah. But you get that bang of publicity. You know. I think Elon won that battle. Yeah. 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 Look, and he won the day when it came to publicity. There's no doubt yeah. about that. JC is going to tell us how much he's won on the share market as well. Um, so we'll have, we'll have to no wait spoilers. for well, that. Was, watch for that was round two of the Ford versus Tesla fight. I reckon oh. if there'll be a, a round three, um, possibly. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. yeah. There'll be a movie starring <laughs> Christian Bale. Yes. Yeah. Well, the first. Wacky Phoenix. The first yeah. yes. Mustang Mark E that goes up against a Tesla Model Y is going to get a billion views Whoa. on YouTube. Like, yep. Can we can we organise that? Yeah, yeah, Ford and Tesla. Why are you looking Mustang. at Mr. Pritchard? Of course, he's the Mr. Pritchard. He's got the he can do anything. The camera. Yeah. The camera. It's true. Because Ford yeah. and Tesla are watching. <laughs> yeah, They're we want to get a Ford Mustang SUV and a Tesla Model X to do a Model Y. Model Y. Sorry. Yep. Yep. 
Different letter. Yeah. Different letter. Oh, sexy. That's right. Yeah, sexy. <laughs> mm, Did you right, see that right. also yeah. the, the, the tweet about the sexy is Model S uh, 3, X and Y, and then cars as part of that naming convention? Okay, so how oh. does that fit in? Cybertruck. 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 Uh, ATV. Uh, uh, I can't remember. Roadster. That. Roadster. Roadster. And, s- and semi. And box. Oh, no. Semi. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Oh, and the semi. Yeah. The semi. Semi. Sexy cars. Sexy cars. Oh, that's a bit long. You anyway. see, if you saw that on a number plate in traffic, you yeah. would immediately dis- just oh. dismiss the person who's driving Do you know car. what I saw on a number plate in the traffic the other day? <laughs> on a Alfa Romeo Giulia, on the on the, um, uh, the quad, oh, quad, Quadrifoglio, right? Yeah. Um, FML365 on the number plate. <laughs> FML365. <laughs> Right. My favourite number plate would be a split window combi with the number plate piece. That's cool. I'd but like would that. you spell it differently? No. Like P- Just piece. P-I-E-C. Or if I ever bought it, I think I might have mentioned this before, if I ever bought a Porsche, I'd have the number plate wanker. <laughs> because you completely defuse any thoughts. Like, yeah, that person has a good sense of humor, and you can drive your car with impunity. That would, no fit. That would fit as well. Because yeah, I've seen is. a Bentley mm. with uh, a personalised plate saying knob. <laughs> N-O-B Just N-O-B I thought that's it That's pretty much the idea Wow Self-deprecation yeah. Is yeah. the way to go I love it Yeah Absolutely mm. Alright well I think we'll leave it there yes. I think it, it'd be great To get people's thoughts On that yeah. whole uh, discussion And Richard We're going to move To yourself An Aussie icon It's, uh, it's in a certain place At the moment Certainly Let is. us know your thoughts Well okay So the Aussie icon Is the Holden Commodore and it's not going. It's not going anywhere yet. Okay, but what is going is the Buick Regal. Yeah, which is which is the which is the Commodore in the in the United States. Yeah. It's also they're all based on the Opel Insignia, but uh, General Motors in the United States has made the decision not to do a 2020 Buick Regal. Mm-hmm. So now there's speculation rife about what does this what does this mean for Commodore? Um, does this mean Commodore is going to be axed as well next year? And d- um, just to chip in, mm, sorry, Richard, mm, but to clarify and our own Andrew Chesto chested and wrote yes, a story right. on this, mm. um, it's going to be deleted in North America. So USA and Canada, That's but right. it continues in China. Absolutely. It's, going to, it's huge, yeah. massive in China, yeah. and you know, Opel Insignia is going to continue in Europe as well. Yeah. So, that, that, yeah. so that's all good. It's just the United States which is deciding to delete it from its, its lineup. But this does raise a few questions. You know, what, what is the future for Commodore in Australia? And they've, they've told Carsky, they've told Chesto that um, there's, you know, if there's anything that's going to happen, we'll let you know. But there's... All the plans are in place to roll out the 2020 facelift, which is yep. coming out very, very soon. Um, Justin Healy, another one of our journalists, wrote another story saying, could this be the last Commodore? Could we, you know, this is the last version we'll ever see of it. Right. Um, but I've got a theory, and the theory is this. Um, what what I think the Earth Holden is... <laughs> Flat. No, no, no it's, it's about Commodore. It's, it's flat here, yeah. but it's round overall. When you get when you stand back, <laughs> that's right. it's round. If you get far enough back, yeah, you can see the curvature. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, so, no, my theory is this. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I mean, Australia doesn't really need a large five-seat sedan anymore, uh-huh. but there are plenty of large SUVs. So what I reckon Holden should do is rebadge the next Commodore should be a rebadged SUV. So I'm thinking maybe even an electric SUV to go up head-to-head with the Mustang or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, now, what I found out is that General Motors is undergoing a massive, massive electric vehicle program at the moment. They're just focusing on uh, pickups and SUVs. It's called the LTO program. Um, I think I've got that right. Um, 
It's called the hang on, just the BT one, of course. BT1. The BT one. Yeah, three billion dollars, part of a seven point seven billion dollar investment. LT one's that other project. LT one we actually can't talk about. <laughs> That's the secret one. That's right. And BLT and to, is the sandwich. BLT. That we're have for oh, lunch. I love a BLT. Um, <laughs> it's called BT BT one. And so what they're planning to do is electrify their SUV lineup. So there is yeah. going to be, and they've got a project O. Project oh. O oh. is an electric Hummer, right? Now, so Hummer, Hummer will most likely be coming back, right? What? Well, you know how Hummer, Hummer sort of went, yeah. went out of favour, right? Because yeah. of because it used fifty it, liters it was just socially unacceptable. It was exactly, but an electric Hummer would look. Trucks have suddenly got bigger again, mm-hmm. right? Went through. They've gone through that. Oh, you know, we've got to be got to be politically correct. And now we've gone big again, right? We've got past that. You're looking at me oh, like... So you're, you're proposing <laughs> that the next Commodore might yeah. actually be an electric Hummer. No, I'm <laughs> going to say that there will be an electric Hummer, but I reckon if you were to rebadge something like... Uh, uh, the Enclave? On, the Enclave, Enclave would be perfect. The Buick Enclave would be fantastic if that was electrified. Uh, but there's another There's another uh, large SUV that will be coming out of the electrification program oh, as well, okay. which the Commodore badge might you know be on as well right so i reckon the future is still bright for commodore um but maybe not on the car that you know today it could sure. actually reappear or you know re- be reincarnated as an suv yeah. well i suppose it was a questionable uh choice mm. F- several questions mm. do we continue this nameplate or retire it um yeah. respectfully as yep. ford did with falcon yeah um and do we continue on with a sedan uh, because mm, the, yeah. really that was what put Commodore under pressure to begin with there because are, the SUV mm. wave had, had really picked up. There are a lot of manufacturers who are now saying that SUVs are a fad, they're a trend, oh. it's a fashion at the moment. Yep. Yep. Sedans are going to come back. Right. There will be a point when sedans and wagons return and uh-huh. they're, they're important again. Mm. Uh, but I don't think that that is going to be for 15 to 20 years. Well, that's the theory. My father used to buy very high-quality suits because he knew that he'd fall out of fashion pretty quickly. Yep. But then he'd come back in about seven years down the track. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, for about five, six years, he was totally out. Oh, he's got cuffs on the, you know, pants yeah, and he's yeah, got yeah. a double-breasted suit. And then he's oh, back he's, in again. Then he's he comes back, back in yeah. again. Yeah, yeah. He's got the good quality wow. suit and he's Just right the there. Cleary. But as for the name, the Commodore name, I mm. think uh, personally my view is it should have been retired when they saw out the Aussie production cars. In the same way that Falcon was. Yeah. Yep. But, I, you know, towards the end of the Falcon's life cycle, I don't think it was the stronger nameplate of the Australian produced models from Ford. I think Territory was the stronger nameplate. Mm-hmm. And Territory had a real important part in the Australian automotive landscape because it was an SUV. Yeah. Sure. It was the most important model at that time. And that's why it was a surprising decision not to bring the Territory, yeah. as it still exists, mm. to this market. Exactly. That's a really good point. Exactly. And they could have called the Endura. Yep. which is a renamed version of the Edge. Yep. They could have called it the Territory and it would have... And you 2 is touring at the moment. So <laughs> the Edge is completely topical. It oh, could my have been God. A Imagine that product placement. Him yeah. in the car the, driving the Edge. And here yeah. he is, the Endura. The Endura. No, no, no it doesn't not. work. I mean, the Ford Bono. <laughs> a guitar hero called Endura. Yes. No, no. Um, look... Look, you're right. And I remember being years ago at a, at a conference with Ford where we had a sit-down meeting. We had to leave our phones at the door, computers at the door, and it was just you know a notepad and just... Dig- dignity at the door. Dignity at the door. <laughs> that's right. Um, and Pants at the door. We asked pants trousers at the door. Um, 
we asked them, you know, what, you know, will Endura wear a, wear, wear a territory badge? And they said no, because we don't want people to think that Endura is a replacement for it. But what is it then yeah. if it's not a replacement? Well, I suppose mm. it is potentially a missed opportunity because mm. Territory mm. had such a strong reputation – uh, even up to its kind of demise, yeah, uh, it yeah. was still considered to be a good option because, yeah, it's an SUV. It, I actually reckon that Everest would have been a better candidate to wear the Territory badge in Australia because yeah. it does have that seventh seat, that diesel. Yeah. That's what people wanted. That's what people were uh-huh. buying. When it finally came, the diesel took so long to get into the Territory lineup in Australia. Mm. But I, did, I think there's a lot of missed opportunities in continuing good nameplates and a lot of mistakes made in continuing nameplates that shouldn't have been. Well, we are, even though they're not on our faces. We are wearing complete. You know, we're looking backwards in glorious hindsight. Yeah, you know, yeah. um, it's very easy to to call it once yeah. it's all happened. I think you're right, and, and it's interesting that Ford did one thing, and and Holden did the complete opposite. And look where yes. they've gone in terms of sales yeah. since then. Ford is riding the wave of the Ranger and the Mustang, yeah. and Holden is persisting with a Commodore that no one buys. So, what do you think? Should would would a uh, electric SUV rebadged as a Commodore work? No. You don't reckon? No. It'll I, be interesting I, to see how the Mark E goes in the States. Yeah. It really will. Why can't Commodore be an SUV? I mean, if Commodore was right as a five-door, five sorry, five-door, five-seater sedan, large sedan mm-hmm. back in 1990, 80, um, why wouldn't Commodore work well as a SUV, I, as a I, seven-seat SUV I today? honestly just think that the damage is done to the name. Yeah, like, right. yeah. I, I think that it needs to be retired. Uh, could I don't you, think could there's you, a spot you could for the potentially, name I mean... Ford is seeing the marquee as a member of this Mustang family. You know, it's yeah. not a re- Mustang replacement. It's supplement. It's um, incremental. Yes. You know? So yeah. you can still have your V8s. You can still have your Shelby GT500s yeah. and all of that madness. Yeah. But you can also have this marquee. Maybe the Commodore nameplate could be resuscitated, rehabilitated yeah. by it being an addition as opposed mm-hmm. to a replacement. Yeah, Commodore's know? almost a brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. true. This, and that's yeah. very much how Ford sees Mustang. Yeah, it's totally. its marquee brand. Well, know? there's no Ford badge on a Mustang. That's yeah. right. Yeah. 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 Mm. China's so, just launched the Jetta brand as its own brand Volkswagen outside of Jetta. Volkswagen. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I didn't think anyone bought a Jetta. Everyone in China and buys Volkswagen a Jetta. And Volkswagen has been in China for so long. Yeah. So Jetta is its own brand. They were one of the first big European brands to make a beachhead into the Chinese market. You know, the yeah. whole uh, co-investment thing. Yes. Yeah. Uh, oh, they yeah. followed all that. They've been there for years. Because to, to sell cars in China, you have to basically go into business with the government, don't it's you? like yeah. a joint venture, basically. Yeah. 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 So anyway, that went off topic for a little bit. We did go off topic. Anyway, I reckon a Commodore electric SUV would be perfect and that would definitely help Holden. I don't. You don't. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> Let us know in the comments yeah. section below. We want to hear from you. Exactly. All right. Now, we're going to move into our garage and what we've been driving this week. Uh, Matt, we'll kick it off with you. Yes. It's small. It's German. Tell us about it. It's muscular. Oh. Hey. It's like me. No, not like me at all. It's I'm a not small or German. Horse. Or muscular. It's an Audi A1 40 oh. TFSI. So yep. it's the top of the new A1 range. Yeah. It's $46,000 plus options, plus on road. Oh, boy. Yeah. We're looking at 55 grand what? drive away so, for the car that I drove. Boy, it's a diminutive car. Which is, uh, it's based, essentially based on a Volkswagen Polo. Um, and the spec that I drove is essentially the Polo GTI version uh-huh. of the A1 range. Uh-huh. Now, uh, that basically means that you're spending $20,000 more for four rings on the bonnet and a more aggressive styling. Uh-huh. There are people who are going to do that. 
there are people who are going to fall in love with the design of this car. Mm. I I am amazed at how cute and angry it is at the same yeah. time. Um, Reminds me of my children in days past. <laughs> cute and angry? Yep. Yeah, 100%. All, all bundled into one moment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, it's possible. And me. <laughs> like there are elements to it that still tell you that it's uh, it's got budget underpinnings uh, in some ways. Um there's a lot of hard plastic in the interior for a luxury branded car. Um, That's because you didn't clean the Lego out. Yeah. Mm. There's still lots of options to tick. Yep. Um, like you don't get uh, adaptive cruise as standard. You don't get uh, leather seats. You don't get seat heating. Whoa. It's a $45,000 When, you're in, the, when car. you're in the 50s, you know, the 50K breaker. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, Getting up there. I was, yeah. So I was. I, was I mean, you could get two Kia Seltoses for that. You could. You could. I've got to say, driving it briefly, I immediate thought was this could so easily be the S1. Yeah. You know, it, it drives like an S Audi would. Yep. yep. Um, and as Tom wrote in his uh, range review when he went to the launch, that they decided not to do an S uh, this time around because it's no all-wheel drive yep. in this version of the A1 uh-huh. uh, for now. Yeah. Uh, I don't think there will be either. There's no um, no real market for that part of the uh, performance area for Audi. Yeah. They found out last time, I think the hard way, that offering a manual uh, $60,000 all-wheel drive hatchback was very limited (laughs) in its appeal. Um, I love that. That's so niche, though. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good that car companies did that, though. And then you're the dealer that's got the yellow one in stock. But then, have you seen the... uh, a one over here. Yeah, yeah. It's very rare. <laughs> yeah. One but of one of one. That's the whole thing with this new generation yeah. A one. It's a lot more, I guess, smart in the way that it yeah. approaches things. It's a very simple lineup. There's a base model, a mid spec, and the top spec that I drove. And having spent some time in the top spec, I would say it's ten thousand dollars more than the mid spec. Yep. Don't waste your right. money. It's a shed load of money. It is a lot of money. Yeah. And it's like a nice car, but yeah. I mean, look, the BMW I drove last week, the 330i Touring, that was $73,000. It was yeah. really only twenty three grand more than the A1. Mm. So, oh, yeah. What's twenty three grand between <laughs> well, What I'm saying is, 50, just a, Richard, what 50. kind of circles do you move <laughs> in? Seriously, not Round those. Drinks. Not, not those circles. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, if you are in those circles, yeah. I mean, why wouldn't you sort of step up. I mean, isn't A1... On, if you are in those circles, is that an Audi segue? <laughs> is that you trying to connect? No, but what I want to know is, people who are in the market to buy a $50,000 small car, um, are they are they extending themselves just to get into it? Or is it just, oh, that's a small car? I'll, I'll grab that. I, don't might know. Be, yeah. I reckon it might be a second or third car. Possibly. You know? yeah. They might have yeah. the Q7 in the garage and this is or for the Q8. City. And they've yeah. got something else, maybe this a little is, bit sportier. And this A5. is to put on a trailer behind the Q7 <laughs> oh, my for when you actually establish You're the right. base camp, and then it's easier to get around. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I I was struck by that price differential because uh, the three series. It just seems like you're getting a much. Oh, you're getting more, aren't you? It's a more. It's a much more car car. Than All right. The yeah. Animal. Yeah. Well, look, I think in the interest of time, we will move on. To the next occupant of our garage, yes. Richard, fill us in on that one, please. I have been driving, and uh, you know what? I feel like I've been driving these cars 
like what, all year. Just cars. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, sorry, this particular car, <laughs> the Nissan X Trail. Maybe yeah. I have driven driven so oh, many see, variants of this car. Yeah. I could build one. Like that's <laughs> right. how that's how well I know these cars. And so what I've been driving this time around is a special edition oh, um, yeah? X Trail. It's called the Entrec. It costs a thousand dollars more than than a regular STL. This one that I drove was a front wheel drive. What would you build your X Trail out of? Uh, would it be metal well, I and think... rubber and stuff like that? Or some <laughs> other material? Bamboo? You've yeah, got a lot of bamboo out of wood. wood. Bamboo. Uh, a bamboo extra. You could, yeah, sort of just <laughs> Lego. There's a yeah, lot of Lego at my house go. at yeah. the moment. Sorry, Richard, continue. Um, look, it's $38,700 uh, for the front-wheel drive. Yeah, it's a lot of... It's well, a what's lot that? Of... You're stepping up to a BMW for an extra twenty-three grand know, without blinking. I know, but the thing is, when you see what we see and what you can get also for yeah, that true. amount of money, it's true. like, oh, that's a, that is quite a bit. Yeah. Um, but you do get you do get some things on it which makes it special. Now only five hundred of these Entrec editions are being get in quick, get in quick, <laughs> oh, get in quick. Okay, so up. they get, so this is what you get as an Entrec, and it costs. I'm just having a look here. Okay, it is. It's like a grand more than the regular. But regular how much one. more added value do uh, you get, Richard? Well, they yes. didn't actually give me a number. Oh, so they don't... <laughs> this almost sounds too good to be true. But this is what you do get. Okay, so you get a bonnet protector. Right. So, you know, that plastic bit which goes along the edge yeah. of the bonnet. An old, an old blanket that you're yeah. not using anymore. <laughs> yeah. You get, you know, those, they used to have them heaps in the 70s and 80s. Those, like, windshield, wind, wind. What Deflectors. Are yeah, like... wind deflector on the, wind, on the wind, front window. Yeah. And oh. on the back window. Really? Yeah. <laughs> what? Not a big one. These what, days. The one painted the same body colour and goes across the top of the windscreen. <laughs> no, no, not a, a visor. Not a visor. No. Yeah, but like a windshield type the, the thing. The plastic that runs yeah. along the window line. So that you oh, have the window down the window when flexor. it's hot and raining. Oh, wow. That's a throwback. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But You're these kidding? days, these days, they're, stream, they're streamlined. <laughs> Who even puts their windows down anymore? Because <laughs> no the car one. does have climate control. Yeah. So I don't know why. <laughs> wow. So that's anyway. a huge benefit. <laughs> But the problem is, I've, I've almost... It's, it's probably <laughs> remained in stock from the 70s. <laughs> Just cut them down from, the you know... Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. It would old, be. old pulsars <laughs> yeah. or something. Do you remember how My big goodness. they used to be? They used to be like yeah. this big plastic sock. That is like, bizarre. Yeah, yeah. So okay. One of those. But the thing is, I almost ran into a pole. A pole. Um, did yeah. I say that properly? Warsaw? Where, yeah. where, where was he from? <laughs> where the not shields, a, they call them. Not a Where the shields. Where the shields. Right. Almost ran into a pile. Pylon um, in a in a in a car park. Yep, uh, where I take my photos, where you can see the photos behind us now. Right, um, and that is because uh, the way that weather shield sort of scoops down, it distorts the whole the, your whole vision. Oh, it's I right see. exactly yeah, where you're near yeah, it. Right. Yeah, I drove that point. car home one yeah. night last week. Yeah. I had the same thing. I had a near miss because ah. I didn't expect. That this little bit of plastic would distort your yeah. line of sight. The weather it shield. It mm. really does. Yeah. It's, it's, it does. Well, let's get a part number off it <laughs> and then check it against, you know, 1970s Nissan <laughs> accessories. You do get, okay, so these are good. These are the good things you get. Um, you get an eight-speaker Bose sound system, yep. okay, which is good. Yep. Um, you get 19-inch alloy wheels, yep. um, and you also get leather seats too. I'm going right. to say that's so, four and a half thousand dollars. That's much more than one thousand dollars worth of value. <laughs> yeah, leather seats are good, you know. So <laughs> that's what you get. Look, as for driving the X Trail, I'm I'm not a major fan of the CVT. I'm not a fan, right. and that's not just the Nissan thing. That's CVTs in general. I really think we yeah. should just stop with those. Um, <laughs> oh, the, okay, take that as 
Subaru's red. Whoever's <laughs> watching, yeah. just so stop Subaru, it with the CVTs. Toyota, Nissan, who else does a CVT? Every, every, every car engineer out there, you need stop to it. not do it's it anymore. Wrong. And you just admit, you don't have to admit you got it wrong. Just don't do it Tools anymore. Down. Uh, Tools down. Tools down. Lackluster performance. Yeah. Um, right. I've got to say, though, uh, the ride in the X-Trail is not too bad, but the, the big strength of the X-Trail is how practical it is. Mm-hmm. It's got doors which almost open at 90 degrees to the car, the, you know, the back door and the front door. Yeah. Um, there's heaps of... Everything feels like it's been designed. But like, It feels like whoever designed the X-Trail was either a mum or dad it's with thoughtful. kids. It's yeah. thoughtful. Yeah, because you, yeah. you get into, say, a CX-5, and you're like, whoa, this is sexy, right? But it's like, oh, but this was designed by a single person without any children. <laughs> right? yeah, maybe. But an extra was, has been designed by Family. a 52-year-old woman or man with, with three kids. Because yeah. it, it just feel, every, there's buckets where you, exactly where you want them to be. There's buckets? Storage cadetas. Oh, know. right. Um, <laughs> you just yeah. get some buckets yeah. with it. Underneath the boot floor, you've got these this really good sort of area for like wet and muddy clothes and shoes and stuff. Stuff. It's just and every and the cup holders are big and the door pockets are big. It's been designed by a parent. I'm sure of the that. The vision so. I have of your family is it's just consistently wet and muddy. Because yeah. you're very drawn yeah. to a receptacle to like, put all this wet and muddy one stuff. Of, in. Like seriously, my, my son's favourite thing at the moment is just Dad, 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 can you just hose me? So I go into the backyard and I just point the hose at him. It's nice. very hot at the moment and we don't have a pool, but Thanks that's what you. you do when you pour. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well I'll move I'll chip in quickly. I've been. I had a quick steer of the Renault Cadger and yes. the Intense version, which is just under thirty-eight grand. Before you put it on the road, one point three liter turbo four. So the power and torque are pretty good, but the torque comes in very low. Mm. Um, so small capacity, but pretty good performance. A seven-speed dual clutch, no CVT oh, here. Love a dual clutch. Um, and its economy is pretty good. And the thing that I found in terms of just a first impression, was that it felt European mm-hmm. rather than idiosyncratically French. Yes. You know, that, that Renault seems to have moved to a yeah. point where yeah. they can put their own bit of design flair on it, but the quality and the feel of the car has come up a few notches, mm-hmm. I reckon. That yeah. You're not dealing with a really ludicrous old um, media interface. You've got something that's contemporary and expected. The quality of the trim, the initial quality, as you look around the cabinet, feels really good. Yeah. yeah, one of the things I find with French cars, in, you know, often is that I'm not in on the the no. Do you know what I mean? Like they'll put things in places oh, which yeah. on a Nissan X Trail, it's obvious where it is, but they'll hide it. Yeah, You're right. French. But car. I've got to say, I yeah. take your point. Mm. But Renault has always had its volume controls for the media on yes. a stalk to your yeah. right hand, yeah. and it's so great. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Make yes, sense. it's different, yeah. but it's perfect yeah. ergonomically. Yeah. It, once you know which button you've oh. got to press for what function, it's yeah. perfect. It makes sense. Yeah, I will never ever forgive them for the turning the cruise control thing on in the button oh. in between the seats. What is that about? Like, why? Why there? Yes. Because of course you want to look down and check out <laughs> yeah. the buttons on when Why you're putting the cruise there? control. I'm on. just going to reach down, <laughs> down the one, here to put the one little negative. On. I'll say, well, it's not little. It's probably pretty heavy and you know fits behind the engine. Is the transmission because yeah. yes. um, it felt to me a little bit shunty, a little bit uh, jerky. It wasn't mm. a particularly smooth unit, and it wasn't just at parking maneuver time. It was also in between ratios, and I felt like, oh, this is not as quite as smooth as it. And that's be. why I would prefer a CVT uh, over a dual clutch. Whoa, because that's a whole CVTs, can of worms. at least they are smooth. They make sense in an electric vehicle. But not in a petrol vehicle. I disagree. Good, let's hear your thoughts. And we're going to move into Musquatch. Okay, let's open it up. So, the 
Vernon Unsworth um, oh. defamation case yes. is being heard in Los Angeles as we speak. And it's interesting for once to get Vernon Unsworth's side of this whole saga. So the Telegraph has been reporting, and this is a quote from their story, a British cave diver was left feeling, quote-unquote, dirtied and vulnerable when Elon Musk called him a pedo guy. He told Los Angeles Court on Wednesday, I took it to mean I was a pedophile, Vernon Unsworth said. Fair. It feels, well, you would, wouldn't It you? feels very raw. I feel humiliated, shamed, dirtied. Mr Unsworth, who court reporters said appeared on the verge of tears, said he felt Mr Musk had branded him a pedophile. Which is uh, exactly the intention of what he wrote. And f- effectively, from day one, I was given a life sentence without parole. It hurts to talk about it. Fair Mr. enough. Said. I totally agree. When one of the world's most powerful men, 30 right, plus million Twitter followers, yep, says that about someone you've ne- no one's ever heard of before, who's also, you know, played a big role in rescuing some people out of a cave, I think, you know, people talk about punching down. That is the definition of punching yeah. down. So yeah. we've been over the details of this. Mm. We won't rehash all of that. Interesting, though, that the US District Judge Stephen Wilson had previously denied the defence's request to define Mr. Unsworth as a quote, unquote, public figure, meaning lawyers for Mr. Unsworth do not have to prove Mr. Musk acted with actual malice to win the case. So that's made it much uh, easier for him to prove his defamation. Yeah, right. Um, And I was interested to listen to a podcast last night, shout out to ABC Conversations and Mm -hmm. Richard Feidler. And it was two Aussies, Richard Harris, he was the person on the podcast, Mm -hmm. and Craig Challen. And they were both made Australian of the Year after their participation in the Thai cave rescue. Mm -hmm. And really, it shed a new light, or rather lack of it, on how useful the little submarine-style unit that uh, Elon Musk was pitching up um, to the people trying to save these kids uh, in the caves last year. He said he actually carried the last child. All of them got out safely, amazingly. They were all sedated, and they they were were kind of unconscious while Mm. they were being transported. High drama. Yeah. Um, He had to go through what he described in the last chamber as a Tetris block cave opening. So he had to distort himself, get this person with him. There's no way that that thing was going to work. There was, I would say, zero research in terms of what's going to work in that situation. And And so Vernon Unsworth's allegation Mm. that this was a stunt, under pressure in those circumstances, you can have sympathy for that. Absolutely. And Elon Musk, right, I can't imagine he likes being wrong. He he reacted, knee-jerk reaction. Yeah. And look, I'm I'm pretty sure he wished he'd never said that about yeah. that guy. Yeah. But I I think Elon's used to getting his way. Mm. Yeah. And um in this situation, somebody who knew more about the situation said, You're completely wrong and he's just reacted. Yeah, yeah. well in his oh. deposition he said he insulted me, I insulted him back. Oh, so it's kind of kid stuff. It yeah. is. Anyway, it that is. was playing out. So we'll see what the results are. Uh, now, Clean Technica has come up with a story that says Tesla doesn't do market research, that it's a bit of, you know, ready, fire, aim, which is code for Elon comes up with an idea and they go out and do it. Hence Cybertruck. Yeah, mm. absolutely. You know, and this the author of this, Jonah uh, Kreider, says, Tesla doesn't need to do market research, even though some critics believe it should. This statement may seem a bit extreme or even radical, but when a market is already saturated with too much of the same thing, that market begins to crave something different, something fresh. Okay, hence Cybertruck. Are you going to appeal to many people? Who knows? Mm. But she raised um, a point of view put on Twitter. A decade ago, Nokia spent millions on market research. The data told them smartphones would never be a mass market. (laughs) So there is a lot to be said for just going with your gut. And I think there's an opportunity here. Mm. 
So we'll wait and see whether that plays out Cybertruck-wise. The other one is Futurism had a story about SpaceX <clears throat> sending muscular mice into space. Okay. All right. So the International in Space Station is about to get mice. some unusually strong visitors. <laughs> <laughs> On Saturday, a SpaceX Dragon what? spacecraft is scheduled to deliver 2,585 kilos worth of cargo to the International Space Station. Amongst the supplies and equipment will be a few extremely muscular mighty mice, and they could help ensure future astronauts stay healthy while in space. Do they eat them? No. So it's called <laughs> Maustronauts, and the Rodent Research-19 experiment is scientists on Earth have genetically engineered mice to lack myostatin, a protein that limits how much the animal's muscles grow, right? Ah. This causes the mice to have about twice the skeletal muscle mass of normal mice. Right. So they're just these humongous, ripped not even on the gear. They've just had their myostatin turned off. Um, the goal of the Mighty Mice in Space preclinical evaluation of a broad spectrum myostatin inhibitor to prevent muscle and bone loss due to disuse. Yeah. So when you're spending right. long periods of time in space. So these mice yep. are just... They've, they've got a rig on them, these these mice. They are the huge. Probably up there in an mice. octagon or something, trying to rip each other's head off. Did you hear about the Israeli spacecraft uh, which crashed onto the moon? And on board the spacecraft were those tardigrades, you know, the water bears. You know, those tiny little... I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> yes. so, tardigrades and so, water bears. So have you heard of a, of a water bear before? So water bears are these tiny little creatures, right? Yeah. They're, and they're about a millimetre long. You can't actually see them really well with your eye, but they're supposed to be the, 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 most, uh, the strongest, uh, uh, most capable... Resilient. Uh, resilient Power to weight ratio. Or, or, or well, like cockroach style. They, well, survive. they can live in low, low oxygen, uh, low moisture, uh, low humidity, low everything, light, low everything, light, yeah. everything. And what's happened is, is that this Israeli spacecraft was going to the moon with these on board, right? They weren't flying it. Not what, it wasn't their spaceship, right? <laughs> a one-millimeter amoeba-style thing Tiny flying it. took ages to get there. Yeah. Anyway, it crashed, and now all they've been scattered all Great. over the moon. There it is. These little tardigrade water bears. Further proof yeah. for my theory. Yeah. We are yeah. the cancer yeah. that is destroying yeah, 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 the universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the yeah. first bacterium yeah. to get on there. Exactly right. All right, now, <laughs> the, the share price, we talked about that earlier. It had another slight reduction. It's gone down a whole dollar. Uh-huh. So in, in the last week. But Market Insider is quoting a particular Wall Street firm that thinks Tesla is a must-own and will surge 25% over the next year. Oh. So Tesla is a must-own stock in the transportation se- sector, according to a Monday note by Alexander Potter of Piper Jaffray. Uh, <laughs> Potter increases his price target on Tesla to $423, a more than 25% upside to where shares currently trade. Mm. In addition... In addition, Porter said he thinks the Cybertruck is awesome and the Tesla could sell more than 200,000 of them per year in the US beginning in 2023. Totally so right. the, share, the share market mm. is, well, that person is completely on board. Would you buy Would you buy Tesla stocks? I know you like a bit of a, you're a bit of an entrepreneur, man. Oh, uh, yeah. What, I'm not an entrepreneur at all. Oh, but, you are. Uh, if if I trade in certain commodities yeah. that you can attach to I've cars got and a, things. I've got about enough money to buy one Tesla stock. Would it be worth buying one? <laughs> no. Just as an experiment. <laughs> no, but I mean... We should get, really, get some skin in the game. But this is the time. That's Tes- a great idea. Tesla has gone like 
there's a low point after Cybertruck. Could right? be considered insider trading, though, so we have to be what? careful. But we don't, I don't. We know Intel. We know Do Intel. We? Well, we're know on Twitter, in- Richard. I know nothing. <laughs> Let's take it offline. We'll consult the lawyers. <laughs> With that, we have reached the finish line. Thank you, Matt. Thanks, James. And thank you, Richard. Thanks, guys. And thanks, as always, to our executive producer, Mr. Pritchard, for his vision, creativity, and dogged determination. Dogged? Mm. He's, in, he's actually in high vis today. Yes. Uh, but it's actually Shamu Silk. It's very light, very delicate. I'm it's an amazing it. look, isn't it? That reminds me of a guy. You might tear it. That reminds me of a waiter the other day that was wearing a an interesting ensemble. Oh yes. Oh really? At an event. Have was you it, noticed how much cleavage um, Mr. Pritchard's showing today? As was well? it high vis? It was high vis. Whoa. Highly vis. Okay. Oh my god, two vis. Yeah. Too much. Please pass on the word about the podcast and let us know your thoughts by searching for Cars Guide on Facebook and Instagram using the hashtag CGPodcast or email us at comments at carsguide.com.au. If you're an iTunes listener, please rate and review us. Thanks for the five stars to everyone that has done that. And remember, you can watch us on YouTube. But before we go, Mm -hmm. I didn't want to believe my mother was stealing from the transport department. But when I called in on her this week... All the signs were there. Uh-huh. <laughs> Other, yeah, the road signs and things. 